Now, Parliament has now twice failed to meet a court-imposed deadline of amending the Electoral Act. Do you think that they will meet the deadline this time around and was two years perhaps enough to amend the bill? Well, two years are certainly enough to amend the bill, but Parliament dragged its feet for 18 months without a bill before it um, and then had to rush through um, what, what really became only in name a tick box exercise of public participation. So what Parliament should have been doing in that first 18 months before last year, January, when the minister ended up bringing a bill to Parliament, was working much more diligently on this, and the two years would have been enough. Um, but in terms of meeting the deadline, they have done that um, in essence because um, they, as Parliament, have passed the bill about two days ago. Um, it's gone through both the National Assembly last year, I and mean, then it passed through the NCOP two days ago, and it now goes to the president. So the president now sits with the bill. And so um, in name, parliament has gone through the process in a quiet time, and the president now has to apply his mind and make sure that what he signs um, is something that is actually legal, constitutional, rational, and can um, pass master. So if the president signs the bill into law today, given the court's deadline, is the bill likely to face constitutional challenges from yourself and other like-minded organizations if the president signs it into law? Well, we certainly going to have to consider that, um, not only as uh, Rabonia Circle, but as society as a whole. Why? Um, part of what, what is at stake here is whether or not we have a free and fair election. The big thing that Parliament still has not attended to that has been flagged to them by numerous um, different parts of society all through last year is that they are trying to get independent candidates to contest head-to-head with uh, political party lists. Mm. And that leads to a big problem not only for independent candidates but also for voters in that you do not get an equal um, vote for each um, vote independent candidates and political parties. Because in, in essence, what you're saying is that when you vote for an independent candidate, they can only get one seat. But it, so it doesn't matter how many votes they get. They only get the benefit of one seat. Whereas political parties on that same ballot will get the benefit of all of the votes that go to them for multiple seats. And so it doesn't make sense. If you think about the local government um, election, when we vote at local government level, we vote for a ward councillor, which is an individual. Some of those individuals, or many of those individuals, come from parties. But independent candidates have a fair shot to contest one-on-one against another individual. They're not um, contesting against an entire party list. Um, and so what Parliament should have done rationally, and this is something that was recommended 20 years ago in the Fantel Slumbert Report. It was recommended as well. Um, five years ago in the Mosante report in Parliament, that we need a mixed system where you can have direct voting for an individual and proportional representation voting. What Parliament has come up with now is a system that is not being seen anywhere else in the world where you have an individual contesting an entire political party list and it comes up with entire irrationalities that we believe does not um, bode well for us in terms of getting a free and fair election.